Welcome to Frustrated and Exhausted, the podcast for women in leadership, where I help you fulfill your ambitions without sacrificing your sanity or your resilience. Hello and welcome to episode eight of Frustrated and Exhausted. Today I'm going to be talking about building on solid ground. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when we're in a place with our life, I guess, where we are, it feels like you're teetering on the edge. You know, it's where it's only going to take one thing to go wrong, one thing to be pulled out from under us, and a whole pack of cards comes tumbling down. When we're in that place, we're kind of very much coping with life we're kind of getting through it but we're not really we're not really comfortable we're not really there's not space really for a huge amount of enjoyment and while we might still be performing well at work and kind of keeping the show on the road at home it's it's all feels very fragile it does not feel like solid ground it feels like if one thing slips it all goes and there's a real link between high performance and resilience. That's because when we're in a really resilient place, not only are we able to bounce back, but we are able to operate from a place where our stress levels are low enough that we can be on solid ground. We're not teetering on the edge. We're in a place where we're just, everything's on point really. And then we can really sustain that kind of high performance that we're, we're looking for. And not just at work, but everything really. We're always going to have challenging times. Um, sometimes things do come up and they just take us by surprise. You know, it might be an illness or something happens with family or something happens in the organisation that you're working for that you just weren't expecting. And, you know, that might be something really big like redundancy or the possibility of it. Or it might be somebody got a job that you thought you were going to get. You know, it, it can be lots of different things. And, you know, this is really about having enough in the tank to weather those times. But we can't sustain that all the time. Now, there's a few things that I want you to be able to take away from this episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about the relationship between stress and resilience. I'm going to talk a little bit about self-care and what role that plays in terms of resilience. And I'm going to talk about what we really mean by resilience and what we can take from those challenging times that will help us move forward. And then I'll talk a little bit more about some of the real pillars of how we move forward and build that resilience so that we have the extras in the tank when we need it. So to me, when I think about resilience, I I think often about a really old school graphic equaliser. You know, kind of that you used to have in your stereos, maybe some of you still have them, um, if you're kind of not streaming. But those little bars that you sort of move up and down, or if you think about a mixing desk, um, you know, in a studio. That graphic equaliser is, in terms of resilience, it's about finding that optimum balance between the things that deplete us and the things that help us to live our lives positively. You know, with with energy, you know, where we feel really good, where we feel purposeful, where we experience joy and happiness and maybe even some contentment. What we're not doing in that place is that teetering. It's that feeling that you're walking on a tightrope all the time. Finding and maintaining that balance can be really tricky. You know, we will be sideswiped from time to time. None of us are perfect. And, you know, sometimes that graphic equaliser has to be based on some really solid habits. 
I'll come back to that in a little bit because habits do really matter with this sort of stuff. But I said that I was going to talk about stress and stress, I mean, it's, it's fairly logical, isn't it, that managing our stress levels is challenging. You know, we are these days surrounded by lots of little micro stressors every day, whether that's yelling at the kids to get their shoes on in the morning or, you know, all those little things. If you think about before you've even started your working day, the commute, whether it's elbowing your way onto the tube or the train or you know, <laughs> your head in somebody's armpit for half an hour or the traffic's really bad or, God, you forgot to make your lunch or, you know, whatever it might be. We've all got these tiny little micro stressors that go on all the time. And then we have the kind of bigger stresses like that deadline that we've got to meet or the difficult conversation that we've got to have or something going on medically with our family or us. You know, all of these things kind of impact our overall stress levels. But reducing our stress levels, which are some of the highest levels ever at the moment, reducing those stress levels is the first step in trying to find that equilibrium that optimum balance in our graphic equaliser. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you, people talk about, oh, you need to fill your own cup. We need to fill our own cups so that, you know, I think I've probably used that phrase a few times, in order that we can feel good and we can, you know, live our lives well and all that stuff. But if your cup's got a stinking great hole in the bottom of it, <laughs> you know, that that's not going to happen and that's what's happening when we're experiencing stress and, and significant levels of stress. In terms of the neuroscience around this, stress is created and stress responses are created because our brain has received a threat and you know this is where these stress hormones, you know, adrenaline, cortisol, um, this is where these play a real role. You know in terms of our, our neurobiology we, we're designed to have survival responses you know back in caveman days that's what we're designed to do and this is about keeping us safe but we're only supposed to do that when we're running away from the dinosaur you know that's not supposed to be a long-term thing but these days we're living our lives with much higher stress levels and that has a real depleting effect on our ability to navigate when we actually really need those survival responses because there is a bigger threat to us whether that's a work thing that's going on or a medical thing or a home thing you know whatever it might be we've got less in the tank to deal with that because we've got this great big hole in the bottom created because of our day-to-day -day stress levels being too high you know our, our brain is not supposed to be in threat mode all the time this is supposed to be something that is an instant response to a short-term challenge or threat but the problem is our brain can't yet differentiate, it hasn't evolved yet to differentiate between types of threat. So whether it's yelling at the kids about their shoes in the morning and being stressed about those sorts of things because you're desperate to be on time and you don't want to be late for work and it's all getting a bit much, our brain can't distinguish between that and something major. So it's releasing the same hormones into our system and we're having that same you know, you can feel your blood pressure go, you can feel when it's all building up inside. And that over time depletes us. So we're not built to sustain that level of stress all the time. Self-care in the traditional sense, you know, of maybe you like to walk, maybe you exercise, maybe you read a book, maybe you meditate, maybe you journal, you know, whatever your, your self-care is to you, it can help to alleviate those feelings in the short term. It can help to... Um, balance it's sort of like 
one or two of, of the things on your mixing desk or your graphic equaliser. It can help us to find a better balance. But unless we're actually reducing the stressors in the first place, we can't actually really build up well and grow our resilience for the long term. We're sort of, we're maybe just about staying on track. We're maintaining. We're not falling over the edge that we're teetering on. We're maintaining there. But it's not really getting us to that long term solid ground. Now, if we take resilience as our ability to change and to adapt and to bend when these difficult situations present themselves, then our experiences of working through challenges, of, of weathering those difficult times in the past and learning from those is absolutely pivotal to building our resilience going forward. What I'm saying is self-care is, is great and it can help us not tip over the edge and we need it. We absolutely need it but it's not enough. We need to learn also from what's gone before. We need to learn from when we've not looked after ourselves, when we've got it wrong, when we have teetered off the edge. Certainly for me personally, I've talked before on this podcast about some really difficult times um, a good few years ago now, Jinx, almost oh, nearly 10 years ago. That's a shocker. When I was really on the edge of burnout, lots of things coming together in my life and whacking me around the head. And I'd never really been through anything like that before. I hadn't experienced it. But what's helped me navigate this year, which has also been hugely challenging in lots of different ways, but I've, I've felt that same sense of really teetering. What has helped me is that I learned a lot of lessons from that first experience and I consciously learned them. I've learned about what works for me. I've learned about how to listen to what my body's telling me about how high my stress levels are, what that feels like and what I need to do about it. I've listened to myself. We all have voices in our heads, however much we don't want to admit it. We all have that inner voice that's nagging away at us, you know, just slow down, stop, you need to do this for yourself, you need to do that for ourselves. And we ignore them at our peril. And I've learned to be much more attuned to that voice, you know, and I've also learned to be attuned to other people and what they're saying to me. Ruth, you feel it, you, you seem a bit stressed at the moment. And in the past, I would have gone, no, no, I'm not stressed, I'm fine. How often do you say I'm fine? when someone is really checking in with you and also giving you a little bit of feedback in a way. How often have you done that? I'm fine. Are you really fine? What is it that you need right now? I ask myself that question a lot. And that self-awareness, that awareness of what we actually need is also pivotal in terms of building our long-term resilience, checking in with yourself. So if we think about what we need in order to build from solid ground, we're talking about reducing stress. We're talking about knowing ourselves, understanding our needs, learning from previous experiences, previous challenges, so that we can adapt better next time. And then in a proactive way, thinking about building our resilience. This is about even more self-awareness, really. And this is where coaching can really come in. I love working with my clients on things like this. Understanding your strengths, understanding where your sense of purpose comes from, what that is, how to live it meaningfully. Thinking about where you get joy from, what gives you energy, and then really starting to build those habits to sustain these things. 
And your self-care comes into this quite a bit, but, but it's more than that. It's keeping that positive focus on strengths, on purpose, on joy and energy. And this is kind of the basis of um, my group programme, really. This is kind of what I focus on with clients when we're working around resilience. So just to summarise that quickly, I've talked about resilience and being on solid ground as, as being a bit like a graphic equaliser. It's finding that optimum balance and it's different for everyone. So this is why self-awareness really matters. Knowing yourself, knowing what's important to you, knowing what you need and what works for you. There might be some experimentation to do there, but learning what you need. Reduction of stress, so really thinking about what are the things, and not only the big things, the little things matter as well. It all adds up. Thinking about what the things are that really stress you out every day and what you can do to sort of reduce that so that you're not just topping up your cup from the top and it's all running out the bottom again. You know, we want to be repairing the bottom of that cup and in order to do that, we have to reduce the stress that, that, that we're kind of putting in there. Self-care really matters. It really matters and habits around that matter for the long term. It's sort of like a wrapper for resilience. It kind of keeps us on track, but it's not enough. If we really want to be resilient, we absolutely have to learn to adapt. We have to learn from our previous experiences where maybe we've not got it right all the time. And we have to learn to listen to ourselves, listen to what our bodies and our minds are telling us and do something about it. Figure out what it is that you need and fulfil that need. I hope that's been really helpful. I love working around resilience. I think it's, it is the solid ground. It's the solid ground for high performance. So if you really want to have your feet on that solid ground, if you want to not feel like you're teetering all the time, we all teeter sometimes, like that's just a fact. But if you don't want life to feel like that all the time, this is really something to think about a bit more deeply and to do something about. If you want some support with that, sign up for my free five-day resilience Kickstarter. You'll find the links in the show notes. I am going to be doing a live version of this in Facebook group very soon, so I will pop the link for that in as well, and I will do that fairly regularly through the year. But if you want to start off 2024 on solid ground, or to be working towards it, I'm not going to promise that everything gets fixed in five days. It really doesn't. But it will get you thinking and more conscious and more self-aware. Remember how important that is. More aware of what your needs are. And we'll start to explore some of that in that five-day resilience Kickstarter. So you can get that in links in the show notes. And as always, feel free to DM with any questions um, or comments, or if there's anything that you'd like you know, me to answer on the show or talk about a bit more, please do drop me a line. I'd love to speak to you a bit more about that. Thank you very much for listening today. That's all for now. I'll be back next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frustrated and Exhausted. Hit the follow button for future episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Resonate Leadership and LinkedIn at Ruth Alexandra Wood. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Frustrated and Exhausted is brought to you by Resonate Leadership and the wonderful team at the Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Ruth Wood. Take care and speak to you soon.